The Highlander Podcast is brought to you by Outdoor Product Design and Development, a four-year undergraduate degree focused on training the next generation of product creators for the sports and outdoor industries. Learn more at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Outdoor Recreation Archive, a collaboration between OPDD and USU Special Collections to preserve the history and print materials of the people, products, and brands of the outdoor industry. Follow the archive at Outdoor Rec Archive on Instagram. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode, we talk with Kelly Williams, a technical developer at the North Face. We talk about her journey working in development, how to stand out in a product role, and more. Thanks for having me. Hope everyone got their coffee. Um, I'm just kind of going to go a little organically, um, but I do have a few slides I would love to share. This is kind of the day in life. So I just wanted to take you a little through my journey, um, how I got in the outdoor industry, in the technical development world, um, as we call it now, um, seen very evolutions of what this role is in my career. Um, so we can kind of go into that as well. Um, <clears throat> but currently I'm here in Colorado, um, Arvada, but uh, the North Face has relocated to Denver. Um, I'm a technical developer. Um, previously we were called product developers, fit specialists, construction specialists, <laughs> you name it. Um, but uh, so right now I am a, a technical developer. Um, I relocated from Alameda. Um, so I was one of the ones who got relocated. Um, and I really wanted to continue my journey. And um, that's where I am right now. Um, and actually, I just want to, I'll share my screen. We'll share my resume. Um, I've been using this format think since I've got out of college <laughs> and it's worked every time. Um, I know there's a lot more jazzy uh, formats, but I feel like this kind of just gives the run of the show. Um, so I can just start uh, through my college experience. Um, well, maybe I'll start a little bit in high school. Um, I went to art college and knew that design uh, art high school, excuse me, art high school. And I knew that design was always my passion. Um, so I started off at Rhode Island School of Design, majoring in fashion design, um, went there for two years. And it just wasn't really j jiving with me. And I think that's the other thing is to kind of follow where your best environment is to be creative. Um, so I just felt that institution wasn't the best for me. Honestly, though, my best friends are still um, 
my classmates from Rhode Island School of Design. And one um, opportunity I did get there was I studied um, a semester in Africa, uh, Ghana. And it'll be interesting as I get to what I'm currently doing now um, to see kind of how that experience has translated um, to my development work currently. Um, but I did graduate from the California College of Arts and Crafts. Now they took the craft part out. So California, California College of Arts. I'm still amazing school. Um, I majored in textiles, which I wasn't able to do at RISD. And just kind of a little bit more cross-functional uh, development. Um, and so out of school, uh, my first job was actually in the tech um, apparel industry. Um, it was a company called Arch Archetype Solutions in Emeryville. And the CEO was the one who created the body scanning for Levi's. Um, so we were one of the first companies to do the made-to-measure computer um, garments. So we sold the software um, to different retailers. So I was able to work with different retailers like JCPenney's, um, Land's Inn was one of our um, biggest clients as well. And so really getting to know um, early in the industry, the tech side, and also really doing a lot of fit analysis. Um, moving from there, um, I got stuck at Old Navy for nine years. <laughs> um, still staying in the Bay Area. Um, was able to dabble all the way from plus size. I transitioned to a, a new role that actually was developed called product development. And that's where it's kind of interesting to see the transformation from tech, de tech design to uh, product development, um, which was more sourcing, um, production work, um, which I wanted to learn that experience. And I think it's was very integral now because I think the technical design and product development role has kind of blended together um, where you have to learn that multi-facet. Um, and so I got a little burned out um, working for a company for nine years. Um, can, can wear on you. Um, so I took some time off and was able to have a freelance experience um, with the North Face, which was right across the bay for me. Um, the North Face has always been an aspirational brand for me. Um, so I just really felt that this was my passion. Um, I grew up skiing, um, you know, going trips to Yosemite. Um, and two, as a city kid, North Face was just like what you wore. Like I remember in high school, all my friends ponied up their money to get me my first North Face jacket. And I still have it actually. <laughs> I brag at work, this is like the old school logo that they don't do anymore. Um, and so just having that experience to just really be with the company and you know share my experience as it being my brand when I was growing up um, was awesome to me. So I was glad I was able to get the freelance experience. And that's another thing that just got to touch on for everyone too. There's a lot of freelance opportunities where if you want to just 
experience a brand or an, or an opportunity without the commitment. Um, and also you're able to kind of, you know, see, scope the scheme, the scene outside. Um, and they threw me in some big projects like the Olympics. Um, and I kind of just had this tunnel vision of like, okay, I just need to get this project done. I'm freelance, you know, check in, check out. But then looking back at all the work that I did, um, and I'll show a little bit of that, um, was a great experience. So there was an opportunity for me to be full-time, um, jumped on that. Um, and that's where I am now. So I just want to show some visuals. And if anyone has any questions thus far, um, I'll still go through this journey. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> I always am the one that asks questions. Um, so my question is about like from jumping from Old Navy to freelance, like how was that? Did you just decide one day, hey, I'm going to go freelance or? Um, well, luckily for me, um, I've already, I've made a lot of connections within the tech development industry. So I knew the director um, at the time at the North Face. It is a very small world and you guys will notice that once you jump in there. <laughs> and I was actually presented with the opportunity and freelance was something new to me. It's almost like running your own business. Um, so I had to think about it kind of strategically. Um, so no, it's and I, you know, I always kind of like, oh, I wish I was freelancing again. It was just a great opportunity um, as well. But yeah, the opportunity was like presented to me. Um, it, it, gotcha. it actually wasn't something I ever really thought of, so especially working in corporate for like nine years. I was just, like in that corporate, you know, mentality, but it was definitely... Um, it was a nice freedom. Cool. Thank you. Um, so I threw this together kind of fast. Um, and just talking about portfolios. <clears throat> what I have is a, a portfolio is this black book that I would bring to interviews. And I would like print out tech packs. My screen is fuzzy, but, um, but now... Uh, I think portfolios are digital. Um, <laughs> so after this, I'm like, ooh, I need to make me a digital portfolio. Um, so this is my first little quick stab. Um, <laughs> so this is my old Navy um, experience. My claim to fame uh, was developing the Pixie Pant, um, which actually has been like my expertise now going through my careers like bottoms. Um, so developing that pattern and really exciting to just see that it just like keeps on moving. And I think they've kept the same pattern balance. So really exciting. Um, and then I was touching on uh, the development stuff when I did the development management role. I, and really diving into colors, which was been 
which was great. Um, going to the color lab, matching dyes. Um, I did denim. Um, and this is kind of how we translated washes and call outs that we would send back to our vendors. Um, and then doing a graphic uh, strike off approvals uh, for wovens. And this was one of my favorites, the French fry. I did boys. Um, so this was the fun one, the French fries and pizzas. Like, we have to get the color right. <laughs> so then moving on um, to the North Face. So you can see what to my left um, is when some of the work I did when I was freelancing. So the Olympic work and we did some expedition work as well. So this is really where I got to experience what outdoor apparel was about. And um, from performance. And then when I got hired, this is some of the stuff I did. And it was interesting. This is where North Face really started to dive into the sportswear side, where they were able to use some of my um, old Navy experience to do a little bit stuff more fashion forward. Um, so we did an overall, um, we were going into some denim and then two, really going back to some of our heritage pieces. So this is where I brought back um, our Sierra Parka. Um, and so this is one of the fit iterations. I think it's the second fitted, so it's not final fit. Um, you can still some, see some tweaks needed. And then bringing back our, um, really starting with our recycle program. So I'm proud uh, about this NUPSI, which is our eco NUPSI. So it was the first time we were really using recycled down, recycled trims, really playing with your down factors. So this was um, some of the first work for North Face. So this is where I am now. Um, we have a new uh, category. So we've done a lot of restructure. Um, Used to be mountain lifestyle. Now we're calling this category mountain essentials. So really seeing what that on mountain experience is for people, but not extreme. So we're really looking into rainwear and how we can expand that category. Um, so this is what I'm working on now. Um, this is one of our... Um, kind of more budget um, rain jackets where, but we still have seam seal, still using um, some of the high-end functionalities. And uh, we're still going through fit right now. Um, so I think this is the second fit comment. So there, we were pretty dialed in with fit, um, but we still are having some issues uh, with the armhole movement that we'll work on. And right now we are in tech packing stage for our new season, fall 22, which I can't believe. <laughs> and this is just an example of what this tech packing first proto looks like. So we have a design sketch um, and they will give us a BOM page 
and we will have to um, put everything in the system from what the design gives us and add any more details um, necessary to get the first proto. Um, so you can see here, we have my measurement chart, um, your bill of material page. And I was using this as an example because this is our stretch down program that we're actually relaunching this season. So we're really doing a lot of innovative work and trying to get it as cost efficient as possible, which has been a little difficult. So we're playing with doing some side paneling with installation on the side instead of doing all down. Um, so we'll be getting those uh, protos in. Um, doing a stow pocket, but not using a zipper for the inside, um, doing a new construction for that. Just trying to see some cost savings, but still keep the integrity of our um, successful stretch down program. What can kind of make you stand out in the industry? Um, so one thing that we have started to do at um, the North Face is task force. So we are excited to relaunch for spring 22 plus size. And we have established a plus size task force. And I am on the task force. I have plus experience from Old Navy. And there's about six of us on the task force to get this line going uh, for spring 22. And so each of us have kind of a task within the task force. <laughs> Um, and mine is for the fit process. So it was difficult for us launching during COVID times where first we have to think, okay, not all of us can be in the office at the same time. Um, even though we've been going in for fittings, um, we've been ha having trouble finding a plus size fit model in Denver. So I was tasked with figuring out how we can do a virtual uh, fit process with using our model um, in LA. Um, and luckily we've used this model previously when we were in Alameda. Um, so it was pretty easy to come up with a process, but since we are on such a tight timeline, we really had to be strategic with pre-fitting, sending, um, scheduling the fitting, and then sending your comments um, out. So this is just an example um, of our fit virtual fit SOP that I created. Um, so you have your pre-fit, um, sample sending, um, figuring out uh, your turnaround time for that, your Zoom fittings, and your post fittings. And it's been really successful for us this season. So this is where in the industry, we really had to just kind of been agile um, this year, creative. But I think this is something that now we can carry on after COVID. Um, and I think it's been going very well. And you can see one thing that's been important for us is to do pre-fittings um, with your designers as well, just to align before you go into your actual fitting or review. 
And with the plus size, this is another presentation I just did. Um, we're at almost at the finish line. So just really il illustrating the timeline again as well. And you can see at the end, we've been utilizing 3D, which has been very key for plus size. Um, since our sample turnaround is so short, if we have um, corrections that we want to verify um, before sending the sample, um, we're able to do that. And we're really blessed that the North Face has invested um, in 3D. So I will go in to some passion work of mine. So actually I didn't even mention, <laughs> I'm the chair of ACE Diversity, which is our VF employee resource group. And now it's, I'm the chair of the Denver chapter because we have opened up chapters to all of our different uh, VF brands. So I think you guys have met Lauren Guthrie. Um, so she and I, I'm going to speed ahead. I'll go back to that one. So her and I, we created a diversity. So we're one of the uh, co-founders. And this has really been my opportunity to dive into diversity work within the outdoor industry. It was such an eye-opener to me and really been able to connect um, with our people of color um, and all employees. We've done coffee chats um, where we've had different topics. Um, recently, we had a great discussion about um, the uh, shootings at the Capitol or the incidents, resurrections at the Capitol, Black Lives Matter, um, Asian hate. Um, and then too, we've had the opportunity to go at outdoor, um, outdoor retailer conferences, unfortunately. Hopefully those will come back. Then celebrating Black History Month. And this has been great to me for me to meet a lot of African-American athletes and especially ones that are sponsored with the North Face. So for this year, we featured, um, this was 2019, we featured Fred Campbell, um, our climber. We had Dr. Raywin Grant, a National Geographic fellow come in. And we had a representative from the Brotherhood of Skiers. We put this amazing presentation together, and this was actually a panel discussion that we had at our campus. I just love this video. <laughs>
Um, we celebrate um, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. We had um, some live performances come in, which were great. Again, bringing in some of our athletes um, for discussions. Uh, Jimmy Chen, amazing. Um, hope to bring him back. Cooking class. Again, really standing up um, for Black Lives Matter movement and um, continuing the campaign for anti-racism. So we had Juneteenth celebrations, um, listening sessions again, and really just continuing on um, the education piece and really engaging um, our members. And community outreach has been really important to me. Um, I've partnered with Outdoor Afro um, to do various um, events, um, went to their leadership conference. This is uh, me at the leadership conference and I think this is Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. So really engaging with the outdoor community. Um, we're looking forward to they're doing um, <clears throat> a big Juneteenth um, nationwide campaign that the North Face is looking forward to sponsoring. Again, panel discussions and um, just getting out there outdoors. Uh, so I'll go back to this uh, slide. So last year I won the North Face Worldwide Half Dome Award. Um, which I was very surprised about. And I wanted for creating community, uh, which was one of our brand purposes. Um, so I was voted and then there was a selection process um, through all the uh, executive leaders. And the prize was I got a prize is winning, right? <laughs> Um, and I got a nice trophy, but the prize is I get to design my own custom North Face. And just going back to my experience studying in Africa and African textiles and how the Nupsi has been an iconic garment for me. I'm like, let me, I want to do an African textile Nupsi. This is what I want to do. So they're like, oh, this is amazing. So um, I'm working with the collabo team to do my jacket, which might be in stores for spring 22. So really seeing a full circle of my design experience, tech design experience, my passion, seeing that come into fruition and how it can actually be something is amazing. So this is part of the presentation um, I did to launch. So you can see I went back old school with my hand drawings. You can always go back to the hand drawings and they loved it. <laughs> um, 
and really playing with color scale um for my first proto i'm actually going to use real african textile so that will be like my capsule piece and then we're looking into doing digital digital print um based off of what i come up with for my capsule um so it's just been really exciting and I just encourage everyone and like, if you have like a passion for something, just kind of just push it and see where it goes. Um, yeah, and I, I, I just get a little chills looking at it. I'm like, wow. Um, and actually it came from, for Black History Month too, we did um, t-shirts. Um, and the North Face helped sponsor these through Ace Diversity. And they were so successful. We did a small run um, in LA with, it's, um, it was a factory uh, screen print that Supreme used. So the quality was like top notch. Um, and we just did a small run and the proceeds went back to Ace Diversity. And unfortunately with some of the COVID situations and budget this year we weren't able um to do the t-shirt this year but we're looking forward to um next year expanding on this and i used uh 3d to help pitch it pitch it again <laughs> and this is where 3d really comes in handy to 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 sell it to put the nail in it um and to you get to play with your different angles. Um, and these were actually 3D blocks that we already had um, generated for us. So I was able to just, you know, plug and play with color and um, graphic placement um, as well. So, yeah, that's kind of what I have here. Um, does anyone have any more questions? I had a question. Um, do you guys do the majority of your tech packs and illustrator? Or do you use Excel at all? Does it just depend on the product? Um, so our tech packs are all illustrator. Mm -hmm. And then so there's different levels to a tech pack. So the design portion is an illustrator and that's where your sketch will be. Then for fit comments, um, we use our Anovia system and I do my fit comments in PowerPoint. Um, some people use word, um, but I like PowerPoint because um, I'm able to move different images around. But the majority of it is Illustrator, and then it's uploaded um, into our system. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I have a question as well. Um, first off, congrats on the design. I, I think it looks beautiful. I think it looks really cool. I'm excited for you. I'm watching it. Um, but the question I had was like your old Navy experience. I felt like, um, like, I guess 
I had a question about like, uh, like the outdoor industry kind of looking for that um, fashion forward design experience. Do you feel like that's pretty commonplace for the outdoor industry to be looking for people who have already had experience in uh, places like Old Navy or, or what are you, what's your experience with that? Um, it's been interesting because we're getting a lot of folks from Nike. Um, so I'm seeing more on the sports side. Um, that kind of experience coming in, not a lot um, from the fashion, more fashion brand experience. Um, but like I said, you know, they've actually segmented a lot um, within sportswear and outerwear. So we have a sportswear team and I'm on like outerwear team. So based on like what job you are applying to, um, you know, some of those past experience with the more fashion might be to your advantage. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, when you were presenting your portfolio to people, um, what impressed them the most? Was it like really nice tech packs or good illustrations? Could you kind of go through that? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'd bring this with me and they were really, they really love like the more visual, more eye catching things. Um, not as much as like, my measurement pages and text sketches. Um, so stuff that's a little bit more eye-catching. Um, I have a watercolor um, from my senior show in college that I have at the back. Um, it's actually croquis of my, uh, it's a men's, it was a menswear collection. And they, lo they love that. Um, so just to kind of see your versati versatility as well. Um, and also too, I like to put in in the back, like any like um, awards or like certifications I have. Um, Great, thank you. Yeah. So I've, I've got one. Um, you, you talked a little bit about things you can do to set yourself apart and, um, and stand out like in a big company or, um, you know, a couple of those things that you mentioned were being parts of tasks or like task forces um, or being on committees, um, things like that. What, what other things would you recommend for students um, if they want to stand out, um, you know, or, or, or do that thing that helps put them ahead of other candidates or, or once they are in a company, like what have you noticed in coworkers that set some of your coworkers apart and help them stand out? Like seizing like opportunities that you see that are lacking. Um, for example, um, one of my coworkers, uh, she was an associate. Um, she just got promoted and 
she saw that there was an opportunity with our Thermoball program to relaunch, relaunch the fit, you know, and look at some of the technology. And it was always kind of this monster of a program that no one wanted to touch. <laughs> so she just dug in there and said, I'll take it on. You know, she took it on. She did everything. It wasn't a project that was initiated either. You know, she took it on. She did the 3D of it. Um, so really just kind of seizing like opportunities where you see like, okay, like this is an opportunity that can be improved. Something that's not initiated, but seizing those opportunities, um, I think. And again, you know, following your passion. You know, I went into I totally kind of blanked on the diversity work, which has been my my passion as well. And it is a company initiative and really helping drive that that message across um, in, in my department. Um, I think shows leadership as well. That's great. Thank you. I have another question. Hey, Ben. Um, so my question is like, when you're working with a designer, what are some of the things that they do that frustrate you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, luckily, okay. So luckily for me, I've had one consistent designer that I've worked with for past three years and she's been amazing. So I think really building that relationship with your designer is key. Now I've have right now I have a few new designers I'm working with and some, you know, where we're tech packing now I'm going to look, you know, and, when you get your pass off, you think everything is all good. Oh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, okay. You go in there, and it's like, womp, womp. Like, <laughs> certain, like, important stuff is missing. Like, you know, this artboard and the sketch was missing. Um, so really just, and I know designs, minds are all over the place, you know, sometimes. And that's kind of how creative thinking is. But they need to realize when it gets to the, the tech detail part, this is like the key, key thing. So you just can't miss thing. And I just hate going back. Um, just being like, okay, you know, you're, you know, reminding them to do things. But um, I think it's just gaining that relationship too. Um, where they know, okay, next time I'm not going to mess with Kelly. I'm going to make sure, <laughs> make sure everything is in there um, next time. But I think that's uh, just be the frustrating thing. But no, I've just been actually blessed to really have great designers. Um, I'm pretty easygoing too. Um, so I don't really get bent out of shape easily. Um, which could happen, but. 
Thanks. Yeah. Is anyone interested in potentially working at the North Face or? I think uh, everyone here would say yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, if you could go back and tell yourself the day that you graduated something, now that you are where you are, what would you say and why? So when I graduated, I thought I was going to be like this designer, like I was going to go to New York. This is when like the urban brands were hot too. So I thought I was like, okay, I'm going to go work for like RockAware and then I'm going to like <laughs> uh, be this big designer. But I think now where I see myself, I'm like, this is kind of where I fit. Um, and just going back to like my aspect, like my brands that I look up to and my aspirational brands, I feel like the North Face is the perfect fit for me. And I look now, I'm all like, now I feel looking back to like when I'm graduating, like, oh yeah, I want to be this top, you know, designer. I think I'm almost like fulfilled in a lot of stuff that I've done where maybe like I could potentially start that line that I was envisioning 20 years ago, <laughs> you know, and um, just really seeing stuff come back full circle um, has been great. But, you know, just going back to, you know, how some of you guys may potentially want to work for the North Face, I think now there's a lot of opportunities for more entry roles coming in, um, you know, more associate roles, um, internship opportunities, um, you know, freelance opportunities as well. So it's really a good time um, for people get to get into the industry, um, if you just to get your foot in there. And two, just opportunities like um, this program. I, I wish I wish I had this program <laughs> when I when I was uh, coming out of school. So, you know, just really seizing these opportunities and networking. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, if anyone has any questions, if you're in the Denver area, just please reach out. Yeah, and if anyone has like any portfolio questions, that was like my favorite class in college was my portfolio making class. Um, so if everyone needs some input, um, just shoot me a, shoot me an email. Do you have any advice on, on, you mentioned networking um, and connecting with people. And obviously that's been important for you when you transition from, from old Navy to freelance to the North face, like um, any, any tips on, on what to do, what not to do, do's and don'ts for, for networking and connecting with people. Um, I love LinkedIn. 
um, to stay connected. Um, for me, I'm just, I'm kind of a social person. So, you know, some of the people I'm like, you know, Facebook friends with, um, still in the industry. So I might ping them every, um, so often. Um, like I said, this development community is very small. Um, so it's kind of, once you know one person, they kind of know another person, they know another person. So I think it's just, you know, just not burning bridges with folks, you know, always trying to keep a line of communication, but I think LinkedIn has been really great. Um, I've reconnected with a lot of people that I've lost connection with. So I think that's just the best way. We've got time for maybe one, one more question, maybe two. So anyone else has questions? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got a question. Oh, go ahead, Haley. When you're developing patterns, what are like the primary programs and stuff that you use? Do you are you going like paper pencil, Illustrator, Browseware, Clow? Um, so I'm trained mostly in Gerber, um, AccuMark. Um, right now, um, for the 3D, um, we are using Browseware. Um. So that's been good because it does translate translate pretty much for Gerber um, for me. So it's been fairly easy. Um, but like my days at Old Navy, my manager was old school. So she wouldn't want everything paper pattern. <laughs> so no matter what, I got to print the pattern out, do the correction. <laughs> so you still have a lot of the real old school pattern makers um as well and then so it's just kind of just go with your flow but i think things are going to start transitioning to 3d fairly soon so that's kind of where i've put my focus um into trying to learn learning this 3d what's your personal preference do you like the 3d or paper pencil better i like the paper pattern and it's kind of goes to like my visual art like painting thing you know <laughs> more tactile um i do still love the paper patterns my slopers um but but to get the job done you know, it's nice. Like for my pattern corrections, like I'll just snapshots even from Gerber, like your pattern and just draw an illustrator over those patterns to just kind of show what I need to get done. So just kind of a little bit of, of everything. Um, yeah, no, thanks for asking. Let's see. I think we, we had one more and I, oh, yeah. I don't know who that was. Okay. Love that me. was me, Chase. Um, yeah. So having worked for the same company as both a freelancer and an employee, what did you find the biggest difference was and what did you prefer? 
Um, the biggest difference, um, of course, is accountability. <laughs> um, and your time clocking in, clocking out, um, and just being able to like, okay, I'm done. Go on with whatever else I have to do. Just kind of that frame, frame of mind. Um, then my freelance actually started to go into more like 40 plus I was doing overtime <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this is like, kind of like a full-time thing. You know, let's, so that's why I went into the full-time. Um, and then maybe that was just kind of my amateur experience with the freelance of not, you know, being, I should have had more control of like, okay, these are the only certain hours I'm going to work. Um, but, you know, I was working on such cool product at the time, but I think it's, um, you know, the accountability and the time that you have to just check in and check out and do whatever else you need to do. And um, the money's good for freelance. So. Awesome. Thank you. With that said, how do you value your time? How do you, how do you even figure that out? I know that's a challenge for some people. Yeah. Um, and I think now that I've been working from home this year, really seen the value of family time and, um, you know, creating a good environment when you come home. Um, Um, sorry, um, really just value, valuing your, your family time and your sanctuary. Um, I think when I moved here, um, when we were working, I was just nonstop, you know, and I wasn't, you know, valuing like my, my home, you know, and you're like in and out, in and out. So I think really just setting that time apart um, is key. Don't burn yourself out, guys, because <laughs> you can. <laughs> you really can. <laughs> well, I, I think, well, we're a little over time, um, but I this has been great. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks, everyone, for the great questions and for being here and um, Kelly, thanks for being available if people have questions later on. So definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. It was so fun hearing your story and you're so fun. Like oh. it, really, it was enjoyable. Thank you. My coffee kicked in. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. all right, guys, I'm going to sign off. And again, please reach out if anyone has any questions or needs any guidance. Sounds good. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the Highlander Podcast. For more conversations with outdoor leaders, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, watch episodes on the Outdoor Product Design and Development YouTube channel, or on opdd.usu.edu slash podcast. Follow along on Instagram at USU Outdoor Product and let us know how you're enjoying the show.